from iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Yep. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. My name is Mike De Niro. This is episode 257. And as you can see by the title, the Dirty DeLorean Posse is back in the motherfucking building. Because I got my boy Kofi Wheatston in the house from the Dirty Hills Podcast. What's good? Chillin' we love, baby. Most definitely. We're here, man. Dirty DeLorean, man. You know I love to be here. It's another one for us, Mike. Let's go, man. I don't know, man. Let's, Let's do this thing, man. You know? Were but like I do every show before I get into the show, we gotta talk about these sponsors. So manscaped.com hit the promo code DeLorean for 20% off site wide, no matter what you need. The weed whacker, the lawnmower, the fucking ball deodorant. Get it all. I mean shit. Get the fucking starter packet and get the fucking four hundred dollars worth of shit and get 20% off using the promo code DeLorean. Not only will the ball thank you, but she will too. So hey, facts. Sure go- facts. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yo. I ain't gonna lie. It's not, it's not, it it's not like wrong. a little ball, not like a little ball odorant. Facts, right? 
And also another shout out to our other sponsors at threefallsbrand.com, the best rock and wrestling merchandise on the motherfucking planet and the home of the Wrestling DeLorean merchandise until we get more merchandise on the Circle of Debate store. So let me show you what they do over at Three Falls Brand. Three Falls Brand is a DOI merch company that provides original artwork on shirts, hats, stickers, and pins. Three Falls, WrestlePunk merch for the masses. Check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand. Check out threefallsbrand.com. They got a lot of fire-ass mashups. They, what they do is they take like a band, like a punk rock band, and a wrestler and try to merge their logos together. So they have a lot, like, a lot of cool original concepts. Um, all the shit that they do, too, is given to the wrestlers and the wrestlers okay it so this is not bootleg shit you know what i mean i know a lot of uh places they put out bootleg shirts and shit nah there's wrestlers that okay it just for example you got one for la park and la park was uh -huh. fucking wearing that shit at the last pcw event so fire yeah most definitely three falls brain is who, awesome who would you who would you who, who would you merge yours with oh uh, shit I mean, I'm not the biggest punk rock fan, but I mean, if I had to do like, I mean, take hip hop, take a hip hop. All right, if it was hip hop, I, I know the the fucking go to for everybody would probably be Wu Tang. Yeah, I like the Onyx logo too. I fuck with Onyx, so that would be fire. Um, that definitely would be. Yeah, I fuck with uh. I don't know. There's a lot, you know. I mean, there's a lot, but definitely, if I did something with the Onyx logo, that'd be fire, man. But would, today, who who would you pick? Actually, who who would you pick? I'd probably have to go with uh, the Common Sense album, Finding Forever. Mm, great album, bro. A lot of people yeah. sleep on that album, man. Yeah, Finding Forever. Great it. album, for real. Yo, I, we got we, we got to do a hip hop podcast because like, yeah, like, I feel man. like we could go on for hours with that shit. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely can, man. <laughs> but we, we're here to talk wrestling. So today we're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw. We're going to be talking about NXT from last night, which went head to head with AEW. And we'll be going back in time like we do every Wednesday here on the DeLorean. And we'll be talking about ECW Hardcore TV from July 4th, 1998 and July 11th, 1998. Two really good episodes. So let's, let's start it out. Talk about you have me doing my homework. You have me doing my homework. It's probably the most wrestling I watched all week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I, I fucking every time I do these ECW shows, I'm like, shit, yo, this shit is so much fun to watch. I want to like talk ECW with somebody. So like, gonna lie, it, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Most definitely. They, they, they do a lot of wild shit, especially in that time in ECW. Yes, definitely. But we will we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw from this past week. Um, I thought it was another good episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, we got to see the Good Brothers in action on Raw for the first time in, what, like two or three years. Uh, good matchup with Alpha Academy. But there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of controversy going down behind the scenes because now you got Carl Anderson, who's booked for Crown Jewel on November 5th to be in that six-man tag against the Judgment Day. But he's also still holding the IWGP Never Openweight Champion for New Japan Pro Wrestling and was set to have a defense on November 5th for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, we were talking about it on the podcast last night for uh, the New Japan show with Circle Debate. There is no way he could pull off both shows at once. It's like 13, 14 hours in between Saudi Arabia and Japan. And even if he was like the first match for Japan and like the main event of the Saudi Arabia show, it's still not possible. Even no, if he was in a fucking red-eyed jet. So... 
What do you think is going to go down here? Do you think that there's a partnership with New Japan and WWE, or do you think um, there's just going to be like double booking, you know, stripping of the title, shit like that? You know what's crazy is I didn't I didn't realize he still had the title because you know usually when you come back to WWE you drop all the titles, yeah. the indie titles, or any title anybody usually has they drop them all and come back to WWE. So I didn't realize he still had that title. That's for, one for me. Two, um, New Japan don't play with their titles. They don't play with that's one thing I do know. If you got their title too long or you somewhere, they stripping you and they they, they crowning a new champion. ASAP, they're not playing. Um, and for Triple H to do that, that's great. I mean, I think it was dope, dope business move. But I I think they're gonna drop the six man and make it into a tag team. You think? I mean, yeah. At first, I thought that that was the loophole because when they announced it on Raw, they just said Judgment Day versus the OC. They never said six-man tag. And then I saw the graphic last night on NXT. And I'm like, it's actually a six-man tag, so now what? I know Carl Anderson on his Instagram today said that New Japan did not go through his booking agent, so he's going to show up to WWE and he'll defend the title in New Japan on his terms. So it's going to be really crazy. But my thing is, you know, there's a lot of fans who are speculating that this is a partnership between New Japan and WWE. Do you see a partnership happening, especially with coming off of the heels of a partnership with AEW? I don't know. That's that's a lot of speculating, and I don't even want to get into that because I don't <laughs> I don't know. It, because Triple H, yo, it would like honestly, Triple H is making so many moves right now that it's possible that we could that's be true. right. But we could also... This will never happen under Vince McMahon. Never. Yeah. We also could be jumping the gun and, and and feeding ourselves false information and getting our hopes up. So I would hope so. It would be dope. Um, But no, nah, as of right now, I don't see so. I just think Triple H is going to work on WWE as a whole as of right now. You know what I'm saying? It would be dope for the partnership, but I think later on maybe. Yeah, and also, I I mentioned last night on the uh, Circle Debate New Japan show, if they did have a partnership, I don't think it would make much sense to have the partnership with the main roster. I think that it would make more sense to have the partnership with NXT. NXT. Yeah, there's a lot more casual fans who aren't too, like, privy to everything else in the world that's going on with wrestling when you watch Raw and SmackDown. NXT, you got that smart mark crowd, kind of like AEW has, so it would fit better for that crowd. That's why, like, when you saw guys like (laughs) Dushin Thunder Tiger come in for NXT Brooklyn, it wasn't Jushin Thunder Liger on Raw and SmackDown. It was NXT yeah. because they knew that that crowd was going to respect who he is and but know not, who he is. But not even that. It's more, uh, what do you say, foreign on NXT, overseas yeah. wrestlers on NXT. It's more overseas probably viewers on NXT just because the UK and, and, and you have a couple of the, um, Japanese wrestlers there, um, yeah. a couple of Canadian wrestlers. So I think NXT is more diverse. That's the word I meant to use. It's more nah, diverse. Yeah, I, I feel you. So, sure. like, I would expect more New Japan wrestlers to go to NXT just because of the diversity. You would probably yeah. it would get you would get it off a lot a lot better, you know? Yeah, most definitely. But back to this episode of Monday Night Raw, you know, I don't think it was the best episode that Triple H has booked since he, but I feel like it still had its good moments. Uh that seeing is Elias one. back, which was dope. That that I mean Elias is fucking hilarious and I love the fact that he played off of you know Ezekiel had a career ending injury so now he's back. Um Definitely. you had you had Miz and his shenanigans going into his matchup with uh Dexter Loomis, which ended up not happening. But yeah, can we talk about the Miz for a second? Motherfuckers don't respect the Miz, bro. 
Nah. The Miz is comedy gold. Like not only comedy gold, but he's been around for a minute and he's never injured. The guy's been consistent for many years, and no one ever um, brings up his name. He is the he is the new Chris Jericho of WWE. When when Chris Jericho left and there was no comedy and and realism to it, the Miz was there. The Miz brought all of the real. And let's let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about the Miz's career. It's like real. It's real. Yeah. Like what you see is really what you get. He's really that guy. So like, I just think he's always been gold. He's always been one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, he's one of those guys who never needs the title. He whatever you give him. You give him fucking oranges, he's still gonna make lemonade some way, somehow. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So with all the opportunities like, he gets. Or everything. So like I think it's dope. Him faking that knee injury the whole time and then coming out, hitting the light um um Dexter in the back. That's some real hell shit. That's the way I, this is the way you're supposed to do it. That's what the men yes. would do. What would the men do? That's exactly what the men would do. I thought it was dope. So Kudos to that, man. I, I can never – Miz is, like, one of my top five wrestlers, so I can never put the Miz down, man. Like, he's really great. Like, no matter what, he, everything he puts over, great wrestling in the ring, ability, great on the mic, everything. And then especially what he did with Daniel Bryan back in the past, that really, like, solidified him with me. You know what I mean? Shot him up even more with that whole promo. So, yeah. you know, definitely big ups to the Miz. No, nah, yeah, most definitely. And I, I brought that up because – you know, I was thinking about it after watching Raw. I'm like, yo, The Miz has always been this good. Like, this is not something, because I saw people saying, like, yo, The Miz is finally growing on me and all that. It's not because, like, he's stepping up his game or anything. The Miz always been consistently good, but just never, like, talked about like that. A lot of people slept on him because of, like, his his past. He, he didn't go through, like, the indies and all that. He came from the real world and then tough enough. And people, like, shitted on that. But, yo, he had a different path than other wrestlers, and he still way above a lot of other wrestlers and is believable like you said but everything he does he knocks out the park like every time there's a celebrity you bring in a celebrity he's going to make them look good every single time you need a top heel with the belt he's going to make that belt elevated if you need him to be a baby face we saw the shit with uh, Shane McMahon and even earlier in the like 2011 era when he was a baby face he made that shit work too so I think the people they really need to put some respect on the Miz's name because I think, I, think the, I think the problem is why people don't put respect on the Miz's name is because he protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered from iHeart podcast Supreme the battle for Roe tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade sir I graduated the top quarter of my class we just don't have a spot for you Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, 
your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. been overshadowed the overshadowed by the roman reigns and the moxley's and the seth rollins and all these other guys that people will will say the main event guys and say that top guys and say these are championship caliber guys when the Miz is still in that category with those guys we don't mean a diverse but the the Miz is still in that category with those guys, regardless situation. Still championship caliber on um, wrestler. Most definitely, man. I totally agree. But to work ourselves a little backwards, right? Because we started out with just talking about random segments. I want to go back to the way Raw started. The way Raw right. started with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley was fucking fire. And I feel like this really made Bobby Lashley look like a monster and shows that Brock Lesnar ain't going to be bullying no one like Bobby Lashley. So what did you think about this opening segment? I felt it show it showed that Bobby Lashley is equal because I remember the last week Brock Lesnar came and just whipped that ass. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Um, this time they was on equal terms. It was a fresh Bobby Lashley. And I thought it was dope. They spared through the uh the side apron or whatever you want to call that. And yeah. then the uh the the uh, the spear through the, the table, and then he hit him with the power, uh, the power slam. I don't even know what you're gonna call it. Um, spine buster through the table. Yeah. I thought it was all fire. The way, even the way Brock Lesnar played it off afterwards. I don't think even people give Brock Lesnar for selling that shit afterwards. Yeah, most definitely. Like, because... let's be honest. Usually, Bobby Lash. I mean, um, Brock Lesnar gets back up, no matter what, and and he's yeah. back into the fight. But he. Bobby Lashley put him down, and it was dope. The sale was dope. I think I can't wait. I think this is a match. Like I said, this is a match people been waiting for. You've been waiting for. Yo, who's going to win? Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. Even the UFC, yeah. you was waiting for this match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I hope they build it up a lot more before we actually get the match. Yeah, most definitely. I because think that. The, because the, the, last, the, last, the last one was kind of terrible. You that know, the last one. Royal Rumble, the, right? Huh? It was Royal Rumble, I believe. He, yeah, he had the Miz yeah. with him. I mean, he had um, MVP with him. 
Yeah. And it was it wasn't it wasn't didn't Roman Reigns interfere in that shit too. Yeah. Roman interfered, I believe, and helped Bobby win or whatever. Like yeah, here it's like an evil playing field and let them like just go at it. Like yeah. Beast versus beast for sure. So I can't wait. Like I said, it's nobody nobody got no talking piece, nobody got no managers, no partners, no nothing. It's just them. So this is gonna be got, I gotta go Bobby. I, I gotta go Bobby I, too. You know what's crazy is me and both got his running joke. If aliens came down and was like, yo, we want the strongest man on earth, we wanna fight, we send it Brock Lesnar. So for me to pick Bobby Lashley means yeah. a lot. You know what I'm saying? I so I gotta go Bobby Lashley, man. I, I I'm not taking away Bobby nothing Lashley from too. Brock Lesnar. I'm not. I'm not saying he's gonna outright lose. Yeah. But I just think Bobby Lashley is going to win. That's it. He's gonna edge him a little bit and win. He's gonna escape and win. Yeah, I think he needs to win. I think he needs yeah. to win because right now Bobby Lashley's on a roll. With the U.S. title, he just ran through everybody. So how would it look if Brock Lesnar just comes off his couch and beats him? You know what I mean? Brock Lesnar, yeah. who is coming off a loss with Roman Reigns, doesn't really need another title push, doesn't really need to be at the top of the card at this stage of his career. At this point, the best thing Brock Lesnar could do is put other guys over. And then Bobby Lashley still is like in the prime of his career. So a big victory over Brock Lesnar could take Bobby Lashley back into that main event scene, and you could have him go against Roman next. So I think that it needs to be Bobby Lashley. But not, but not even that. This could also put Brock Lesnar back in that main event scene. Because this not. also this also yeah. catapults. I'm just saying this also catapults Bobby um Brock Lesnar. Like yeah. there are still people out there who love Brock Lesnar, who who are big Brock Lesnar fans. So even if Brock Lesnar loses, we know WWE, even if he loses, he'll get catapulted some way, somehow. Um, but like I said, this should be a long-standing beef. This should go on for for years. This, you know what I'm yeah. saying? This will give Brock Lesnar something else to do other than beef with fucking Roman Reigns. Yeah, and that's the yeah. reason why I don't Let's want him honest. to win. Like because I don't want him to all, win and then go right after Roman. He doesn't really have any like in the 2000s. I would say he doesn't really have any like long-term beefs that are like rememberable maybe i don't know maybe other people can say he does they do but i you know for me i can only remember him and roman reigns yeah i mean maybe undertaker maybe because they yeah had undertaker but that was a give or take you know what that was we know that was a give or take we know what that was that's yeah. you know what i'm saying but i just feel like they shoved the, the whole bobby i mean brock lesnar thing with with roman reigns out though let's give us the bobby lashley let's let's yeah, soak this yeah. in for a while i think this is a fresh storyline and you could keep this going like they could have like a best of three series you know what i mean do it here at saudi arabia have another one at the royal rumble and then have the blow off at fucking wrestlemania i wouldn't be mad at that yeah because it'll yeah. be fresh you know what i mean yeah because it'd be even dope at wrestlemania it's a way it'll, way, it'll be a great way to put Bobby Lashley over. But mind you, both these guys are faces. It's not yeah. like when Brock Lesnar came out, they were booing him. And it's not like when when Bobby Lashley speared him through the thing, they were booing him. No, they were cheering. Yeah. So both these guys are like, I, they're both faces and they, they were just cheering. So, I mean, this is what the crowd and the fans obviously want. I've been wanting it for a long time. So, like, Let's just like for me, just build it up. Don't 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 uh give it to us right away, you know? Yeah. I feel pull like up, pull, up, 
pull up. Um, they got like another tweet before they give it. Huh? Say it again. I think they got because it is signed for a uh, crown jewel. I think that's in like two weeks. So really? unfortunately, it is. Yeah, it's going to be at Saudi Arabia. So I think that uh, it is just going to be right away. That's why I'm saying if they do give it to us right away, then make it a best two out of three. You know what I mean? Have Brock beat Bobby or Bobby beat Brock, and then have it again in a couple months. Build it up even more, and then by the time you get to WrestleMania, they each got one and one apiece. So that WrestleMania match, that rubber match, is going to be meaning a lot more. But I was kind of upset that this wasn't for Survivor Series because I thought if you give this at the end of November, you have a lot uh-huh. of time to really build this up. But unfortunately, it's like in two weeks. You know what I mean? I feel like they kind of like hot shotted this shit. Yeah, no, I agree with you because I didn't even realize it was uh, happening that fast, bro. Yeah, I did not because it just happened two weeks ago. Brock Lesnar came back, and now they're gonna a month later they're gonna fight. Yeah, it's like uh, too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too fast for me. Should have gave me give give me two months, man. Like let two pay per views go by, like just yeah. build it up for me. But you know I can't be mad at Triple H because he hasn't missed right now. He hasn't missed so far. Um, and then the shit he probably has missed on, I probably didn't even pay attention. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? He, I'm sure he has a plan in mind. He definitely yeah, has a plan in mind. I'm not, that's why I said I'm not even going to complain. Yeah, most definitely. And then uh, the last thing I want to talk about on this Raw is Dominic Mysterio beating Ray, beating uh, AJ Styles. That do, was. Do you have a clap button? Do you have a clap, clap button, man? You got to get a clap oh, button. Oh, I may. That was a highlight. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest, bro. Dead surprising for me. I actually watched it twice to make sure that motherfucker won. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, for me, when they, all right, hold on, let's even go back. When 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 the OC came out and then um, the Judgment Day came out, Dominic was type scared. Let's talk about that. Oh yeah. How he was scared and real, you, you real roughly. Yeah, she was like, "Be a man, be a man. <laughs> are you a man or are you a boy?" <laughs> I, I, I'm a man, I'm, but he had to think about it. I'm a, I'm a man, I'm a man. I think, but I'm I loved man. it. But I, I love the fact that they they use that dynamic of like Rhea Ripley is really the one in charge. Yeah, and she she you know what I'm saying I love it. You know what I'm saying, and for him to beat AJ Styles. That was a great one for his books. He needed he needed a name before he got to be his father at WrestleMania, before he gets to be his father yeah, at WrestleMania. Yeah, I feel you on that one for sure. I see a lot of people mad at this, but it's like, how are you going to build new stars if you have these legends just beating these new stars? I mean, if you want Dominic to be a star and you're going to really invest in Dominic beating his own star, then AJ Styles does not need to beat Dominic, you know what I mean? So I think they made the right decision here. It does nothing for AJ Styles. No, nah, it does no. nothing. You know what I mean? Um, like like you said, you need a future star. Dominic is a future star. I just feel like he should bulk up a little bit, maybe juice up or something. I don't know. Go <laughs> watch some old Eddie Guerrero tapes or something. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like he should be bigger. He should be a little like diesel or I don't know, man. Yeah. You know, maybe it's just because WWE is I'm so used to big guys. So just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like nah, yeah. he he has work to be done. But I feel like, you know, these are the risks you have to take. Like, you have to have him beat guys like AJ Styles because 
AJ yeah. Styles is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he's been that for a long time. So he's going to be better by being in matches against guys like AJ Styles. If you have not even that. guys at his, you know, at his like level, you're not going to grow. Not even that. Like you can't lose to AJ Styles and you're going to WrestleMania and lose to your father. That's a fact, and I think he should beat his father too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. So, so you have to have some type of credentials before you get there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it'd be dope if he beat all three of the the fucking um good brother. The good brother. It, it'd be dope if he beat all three of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That'll give you some type of credit, regardless of how he won. He beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as in the record book, he has that W. Yeah. Right now, the wins the wins he got is type corner. He got a couple tag team wins. You know what I'm saying? They type trash to me. You know what I'm saying? Even if he got single win before this, I don't know. I don't remember. You know what I mean? Very rare, I like yeah, this Dominic. As soon as Dominic turned, I was like, "This is this is what I've been fucking waiting for." Most definitely, yeah. And this I like the, I've been said, the whole dynamic with him and Rhea Ripley. I like that a lot. Yeah, I like the fact that he doesn't wear what they wear. He wears the blue jeans. Yeah, like Eddie Guerrero. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't even realize it. Like Eddie Guerrero wore the blue jeans with the black. So yeah. I, I just find it was dope. You know what I'm saying? He also was growing that mullet like Eddie Guerrero too. Yes, yes, the, yeah, little like the little it's the little subtle shit that people are not realizing. You know, I mean, people think, oh, all right, he does the three amigos and the frog splash, but nah, it's the subtleties, like like you said, yeah. the routines, the, the fucking uh the mullet that he's growing. Like these are the things that I'm just waiting for him to say when he does that. Yeah, I'm just waiting for him like, to say that Ray Mysterio is not his real dad. Like that would be fire if he says, Hey, my real dad is Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Yo, Bro, you just you just blew you just blew the internet up. That would be insane if he says like that. no lie. If he was to come out and be like, "Dad, I know the truth. Mm -hmm. I know Eddie's really my father." The internet would fucking explode. Yeah, no Eddie doubt, man. I remember those those promos when uh, Dominic was in the playground at school in recess, and Eddie girls like, "Let me talk to you, Dominic. I'm your papi." Like that shit, yo. Yo, bring all Dom that shit back, bro. It's crazy because Dominic would just be looking like, <laughs> like, yo, it was. I remember I used to watch it with my grandmother. My grandmother was like, is this true? I was like, nah, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, man. Like, but it's a male soap opera. It's a male soap opera, though. Most definitely. That shit is classic. But I think that if you want to really take him to that next level as a top, top heel, that's all you got to say. Hit him with that one line. You're not even my father. Boom. Yo, you have a fucking monster heel on your side if you fucking have that one line. That's all he got to say. All he got to say. Yo, yo. It would go, the crowd will go bananas, bro. You're going to hear, <gasps> it'll be insane, man. But most definitely, I fucked with Raw. I thought it was a good nah, you'd hear, you'd hear, you'd, you'd hear, who's your daddy? <laughs> yep, exactly. And, yo, I don't even know what Ray could say to that. Like, what would Ray even rebuttal to that? Like, no. There is, like, there is no rebuttal. Exactly. So, you know you now said Ray some shit if you can't say nothing back. Now, now Ray fights to be his father. Exactly. He wants to go play catch with him and shit. It's like the episode <laughs> yep. of Fresh Prince when yeah. his father comes back. Like, now he's trying to catch up for, like, missed time and shit. Like, yeah. Now, it, before, he, before, before he fought for custody, now he's fighting to keep the custody. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they could do it. They could do it, man. I feel like that would be insane, but insane, there's so many man. ways they could go with Dominic. I think I think Dominic is in a good place right now with the judgment day. Yeah. So like 
Big kudos to him, man. At first, like I said, at the first, I didn't begin it. I hated it. I hated right. him. As soon as he turned on his fall, I was like, finally, like, give me something to watch, man. I just, I didn't like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Monday Night Raw, I, I gave it uh, a A. I, I enjoyed it. These three hours fly by now when Triple H is booking this shit. Like, I remember Raw used to be a hard way to sit through, like, three hours of watching this shit. But now it's fun. So what was your grade for Raw before we go on to NXT? Um, You know, I'm going to give – I'll give it a uh, maybe a, a B plus. Okay. There's a couple things, like, was unnecessary to uh, – I really didn't like the whole uh, Chad, Gable, Chad Gable and uh, what's he oh, called? The, the oldest match against oldest. the New Brothers. Yeah, I, no, I just don't fact the fact they keep losing. Yeah, they, they're too talented um, to be everyone's victory. You know what I mean? The females, females match was terrible. I terrible. Didn't want to talk about that. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was terrible. Nah. Terrible. Yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad. It was terrible. Ooh, tripping all over each other and shit. Terrible, yeah. bro. Like, terrible. What I'm sorry. So, that, they lose points for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they gain points for the promos and they gain points for telling us to go watch NXT. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Most that's, definitely, and that, that's, that's a what, great segue. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. That's what made me. I never watched, I haven't watched NXT since uh, 
since damn the black and gold black and gold i'm gonna say that mm. was the last time i, I uh, no since the first episode of of, of uh, the, 2.0 the new, yeah 2.0 yeah i saw I that first episode i was like yeah it's too much new shit going on man they it was just too me. bright for me it was just bright for me so i, I haven't watched it but the way they told us to go watch NXT, they invited people to come. Um, how uh, I don't know the girl that invited Rhea Ripley. I don't know her name, but she invited oh, Rhea Ripley to come. Uh, Cora Jade, yeah. Like they made them. They made the the the, the veterans hitmen on the low. Yeah. Like they like called, that. you know, saying, uh, um, what's the other guy? Uh, to the moon. Oh, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, recruiting Cameron, the good Cameron, brothers. Yeah, he recruited the good brothers. Uh, old boy called Shinsuke Nakamura to come fight his men's. So I just yeah. listen. The way they they told us to go watch NXT was awesome, and I fucking turn. I never turn NXT on, but I said I'm gonna watch that shit tonight. Most definitely. So with that being said, that's a great segue. Let's talk about NXT. Um, yeah. Real quick, you know, I think that it was clear that because NXT had to go head to head with AEW for the first time in like a year. I didn't even know that. Knew- yeah, AEW was on last night because it's crazy. I, I, I just happened to turn, I turn I just happened to turn the TV on and I'm watching NXT. And you know how you, it's commercial, the basketball game was on. Yeah. So I was like, all right, the game is on. Let me go to the game. And I was like, wait, the fuck? AEW's on? Yeah. See, that's and, another problem with Tony Khan. That motherfucker did not mention enough to say that, hey, we're not going to be on Wednesday next week. We're going to be on Tuesday. I fucking found that shit out on Monday. I was like, wait, AEW's tomorrow? Because Ivan told me he was like, "Yo, we moving the AEW show from uh, Thursday to Wednesday." I was like, "Why? We gonna go right after?" He's like, "No, nah, that's just Tuesday." I was like, "What?" And then well, I looked at myself. I, I work overnight, so it fucked me up. I'm thinking today that I'm like, "Oh damn shit!" I'm like, "It's Wednesday." Did I miss I'm a like, day? Oh. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I missed." I, I didn't know what was going on, man. Yeah. I was mad confused, bro. But shout out to NXT, though, man. They had a hell of a show. NXT a a fire. Fire, 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 fire. A-plus for me. All across the board. I haven't watched NXT in a long fucking time. But it gave me a reason to watch it last night. Everything was dope, bro. Yeah, I love the fact that, like you said, they used a lot of the main roster guys. Like I said, you know, I, I'm sure that that was just because they did not want to lose to AEW in the ratings. So, got to bring a lot of star power since there is a lot of new faces on NXT. But I feel like it should stay this way. Like, guys like Shinsuke Nakamura is not being used on SmackDown and Raw. So, why not go to NXT and put on some good matches and elevate some of these young guys? Because there's a lot of people who are, they don't have a lot of experience yet. So you got guys on the roster who's just at catering. Fuck that. Bring them down to NXT so they can help build these guys up. They already started doing that with guys like Apollo Crews has been on uh, NXT a lot often. Um, But yeah, do this shit more often. If these fucking wrestlers are not being used on Raw and SmackDown, then help NXT grow a little bit. Like, I'm with that. But definitely a great episode. I fucking love the fact that they had Rhea Ripley on the show and they had Raquel Rodriguez on the show. And then at the end, mm-hmm. you had Kevin Owens and uh, Austin Theory, Vince Nakamura. Like, that's how you do it. Like, fucking use these guys. Use these top stars that are on the main roster to elevate your stars of tomorrow. Just like we were just talking about with AJ and Dominic. Yep. I think my favorite part of the whole night was uh, Austin Theory, though. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. now it's like, yo, can he cash in on the NXT title? Yeah. I didn't think you could yeah. do that. Blew my fucking mind. Yeah. I'm not, and, and I said, why not? 
I said to myself, yes. why wouldn't you be able to use it? And I think he should use it for that. I mean, because I think he should too. I, I don't he, think he's. I don't think he's gonna make a great champion right now. I don't think. I think it's gonna get a little overshadowed by Roman Reigns losing the title and this that happening. I think it'll get a little overshadowed by Lou. Go to NXT, cash that in, you'll be the man. Yeah, and if you if you take that title away from Roman Reigns after two years of pure dominance, and you have a shitty ass title reign, it's gonna look like oh shit. My bad. It's gonna look like the worst idea ever. You know what I mean? So yeah. you, you need you need to have fucking somebody who's going to take that title from the reigns has to elevate that title even more and run with it. It's not Austin Theory at this point. Austin Theory would make a really good NXT champion and have him have a good feud with Braun Breaker and Ilya Dragunov. This this would be a great way to even elevate Austin Theory. Cause he's a good wrestler. People don't realize like my man is a good wrestler. I remember he had a, I think it was a year long title reign with the evolved champion. Yeah. Evolved champion. Champion. Yeah, yeah. He was good. But right now he's getting overshadowed by a lot of the stars on the main roster. So like I just said, what do you do by that? You go elevate him more in NXT. Like he's a small fish in a giant pond on raw. You can make him a big fish in a small pond in NXT. It just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Cause he's still getting outshadowed by the Johnny Garganos and all that. Yo, yo, oh, boys yeah. together making magic. You already yeah. know Ken. What up, man? Kenny, my man. Yeah, everyone go check out the Call Up podcast. Definitely, definitely. It was my guys. Will be a It'll small be a move, move to him and cash it in. Totally agree. Definitely. Uh, I think totally he would agree. him match between Carmelo Hayes or you said Braun Breaker, Dragunov. Yeah, would be fire. It would just make more sense. I think that was my favorite part of the whole NXT, just because I it was the very last part, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "I didn't think it was gonna go off the way it did." I was yeah. like, "Oh, they gonna go with them fighting like that?" I, I wasn't mad at that, but then um, once he came out, and held the suitcase. I was like, oh, "Okay, okay," because usually how I see it is, you know, they always have the few right before the pay per view, and then whoever holds up the title at the end usually loses. Yeah, so uh, you know, I don't know, but I hope he cashes it in. I hope so. I mean, I like the way that they ended this episode with that cliffhanger going into Halloween Havoc this Saturday because now it's like, all right, you got a cool ass three way match, but now yo, this shit could be a four way or it could be a cash in. So I gotta tune in. And yeah. to be honest, I ain't gonna lie, I, I love NXT, but. I mean, there's enough wrestling to watch. So I was not going to really tune in live to Halloween Havoc this Saturday. This episode made me say, yeah, I got to check this shit out on Saturday. So kudos to NXT. I'll be watching. I'll definitely be watching. Like I said, um, now I am. Yeah. A, I haven't watched NXT in a long time. It's my first time watching it back. They did a great job Monday on making me watch it on Tuesday. And I'm an AEW fan, big time. I never, I have never missed an uh, AEW uh, on Wednesday. But I missed it this one, this Tuesday. And I said, you know what? I'm going to watch NXT. I mean, I don't think you regretted that decision because it was a good nah, I didn't. I didn't. It was, it was, it was definitely better than um, AEW. I mean, especially with that ending. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you want to get into that, but we'll, we'll talk about AEW some other time. NXT got yeah. this shiny yeah. because NXT definitely <laughs> looked really good. So I want to give definitely. them that respect. NXT definitely gets. Kudos, they get five stars for me for the night, man. I, I gotta Most give it definitely. to them.
Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, bro, you ready to go back in time? Let's do it, man. You ready to hop into DeLorean? Let's go all the way it, back man. to Let's do it. As long as it got some dirty, as long as it got some trash in it, man. We good, man. You know, it's dirty. Good. Good. I don't got my license, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I have mine, but I haven't drove in a while, so hopefully, you know, what I mean, <laughs> this ain't no crash, but all right, before I get fucking, you know. Copyright yeah. strike, man. You know yeah, what yeah, about? Because you know they'll hit you with that shit quick. Oh, real quick. So we talk about ECW Hardcore TV like we do every Wednesday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. First time I'm doing this shit with you, Kofi, so I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on, uh, what's it called? Yeah, Some of this is, action. I'll be honest. Some craziness. I, I, all right. Quick secret. Like I was telling you, man, this is my first time actually watching a full ECW episode. Like, I've watched clips. 
of matches. I've never watched a full out show. Even as a young kid, I wasn't allowed to watch it. But <laughs> as a grown man, you know, you just watch the clips, you watch the whatever match you need to watch, blah, blah, blah. but I watched watch the full show. This shit had me rolling. Like as a grown man, it had me, I couldn't stop laughing, bro. Bro, it's a different <laughs> animal, man. I tell everybody. That's why I like doing this it shit is. with people who haven't seen it also, because like when I show them, it's just shocking. Like, this is a different animal. It was the wild, wild west. Anything happens in the ECW. Yo, it is a, a big indie show to me. Of course, yeah. It is like, it's probably the greatest independent show ever. I mean, yeah, it's the it's basically what birthed companies like MLW and Ring of Honor and all these other companies that we've seen come after it because... It's actually the direct predecessor of Ring of Honor because it was the ECW video library owner who who created Ring of Honor because the ECW library was not going to continue going because ECW went out of business and WWE brought wow. that So to That's keep dope. it afloat, they create their own company and that was Ring of Honor. So Ring of Honor is like the child of ECW. And then also at this time you had MLW, the original MLW that came out in 2002 and you had all the former ECW guys in MLW. So without ECW, a lot of these indies that we see today never would have existed. So definitely, like, this is, like, the grandfather of all the indies. Definitely, definitely is, man. I can't lie, man. It was a great show for me, man. Go ahead, start it up, man. Ah, yeah. So we started out in the ECW arena in Philadelphia, the world-famous ECW arena. Joey Styles says that he has a new color commentator, and it is the franchise Shane Douglas, who has been injured as a motherfucker lately. Uh, last week, we were talking about how he listed his injuries. It was like he had a torn elbow. He had a torn bicep. He had a fucking cracked palate. He had, uh, I think, even listed infected sinuses. So, like, my man was fucked <laughs> up, right? So, obviously, right now, like, you know, he, he can't defend that ECW champion. And ECW is giving him the courtesy of not stripping him of the title, but giving him another role so he could defend it. So he's going to be on commentary. He comes out with the whole triple threat, including Lance Storm, who wasn't at the wasn't with the triple threat at this time, but then he was called. Eventually came back, and he can't help himself. He calls out Taz. He calls out Taz, and Taz comes out. You know, Taz is the most miserable man in wrestling at this point. He's the Damn show is, champion, bro. FTW champion. And, you know, as everyone else is trying to say, like, oh, that FTW title is not the real world champion. He says this is the real world champion. You know what I mean? So this leads to Bam Bam Bigelow gang in his face. And I know there's a little confusion. You were texting me. And I, I didn't like the way they did this because I got hyped to see Bam Bam and Taz. But Taz Yo, they is said, all like, wait, said, cut the cameras off, cut the cameras off. And then they kept talking. And then they went to go fight. And the next thing you know, it was a commercial. And I said, "Yo, hold on, wait, wait, what the fuck just happened?" Yeah, they went to the intro. And I, I'm thinking, I was like, I'm thinking maybe, maybe I didn't, I don't, I didn't buy the channel, and it was just showing me like what I'm like, oh wait, what's going on here? Yeah, but Taz was definitely the most miserable man. I was like, oh, this dude, yeah, man. I love Taz. Well, what made, what oh, made me mad was like, what made me mad was like. He was like, you don't recognize me as a champ? Well, I don't recognize you as a champ. I was like, dude, you're not the champ. You're <laughs> he not. the shit up himself, yeah. You, you're you not. You're not the champ. You are not the champ. Well, the and reason he's like, why he's saying he's the champ is because he's the one who did most of those injuries to Shane Douglas. He's the one who fucked his arm up. He's the one who cracked his palate. So he's saying, if I'm the one who puts the champ on the sidelines, I should be the champ. Like, 
Even you though it's in a match, it doesn't work like that, Taz. Like Taz is delusional, man. He was delusional. He had another guy living inside of him. I'm sorry. If anybody agrees, I disagree, bro. He was delusional. That man, it was some between it was two people. I was like, there's something wrong with these two people. And one was Taz. I was like, yo, dog. You're I can't not- wait to hear who the other one is. I was like, you're not the champ, bro. I was like, you, I, I don't know why you think you're the champ. Just because he really created it. I really couldn't get it through my mind. He's like, you, you, and then he tells the commentator, you don't recognize me as the champ, but I don't recognize you as the commentator. And I was like, wait, but he is the commentator. That's He's what the, he the is. only commentator. Joey Styles is legendary. What are you talking about? You don't recognize Joey Styles, bro. Yo, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get it through my mind. I was like, yo, Taz is tripping me. Taz is tripping Taz me. Taz was on some shit at this time. He was on yeah. some shit. He 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 just doesn't like fun. Hold on. Last week. Wait, go ahead. Another thing, B. When Shane was cutting his promo, B, he could not remember Shorty's name for nothing. Francine. <laughs> I don't know if you rec- you can see oh, it. Yeah. He was like, me and her. her. He was like, we. He was like, she. Her. I was like, yo, bro, yeah. her name is Brent. And then that's when they dropped her name. Like, you could tell he didn't know the name. He was so fucking he dropped up, yeah. the name at the bottom. And it was like, Shane Douglas, the franchise. And it was like, and Francine. I was like, oh, that's her name. That's yo, her name, Francine. What's funny is at this point, this is 98. Francine's been his manager since 96. So we're going on two years as this as your main manager. And you forget her name? Because, yeah, it Yo. was kind of obvious. He, he had that, like, little pause in between. If he just said, yeah, me and her are doing – no, but it was that pause. It was me and her. Like, it was like, bro, what are you doing? Yo, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, yo, he clearly – like, me just watched. I was like, yo, he clearly – he clearly doesn't know her name. He, he, he's blinking right now, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, injuries, it was right? happy dying. It's the injuries. Happy dying, <laughs> So we don't see what goes down between Bam Bam and Taz, but we go, we have the intro, and then it goes right into the first matchup of the night, which was a very fun matchup, I think, between Masato Tanaka, who made his ECW debut from uh, FMW in Japan. He's going against Balls Mahoney, who is like a cult hero at this time in ECW. And I love the way that this matchup started out with like good old-fashioned wrestling. But quickly Yo, like, broke down to a fucking brawl. Like it's a crowd. Amazing match. For me, this is a match of the night. This is the best match of the whole card to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The, I can't Tanaka. Yeah. Yeah, Balls Mahoney impressed me the shit out of me, bro. Like the shit out of me. And then the the um the commentator was like how he could have went to the Olympics, but he kept punching everybody in the face. That's a true story. The, no, it's a true story. I looked he it was, up. Uh, I looked it up. He punched the. I think he punched a judge or some shit. Yes, I looked it up. He won. He won the match, but the judge said he he got disqualified or something, and tried to say he didn't win the match. Balls Mahoney punched him in the face, got disqualified. (laughs) Gotta love it, man. Yo, yo, people sleep on balls. Yo, Balls Mahoney is people look at him like he was just like a garbage wrestler. Oh, he just did the hardcore shit. My man could wrestle. He could wrestle. He was pulling off some real ass wrestling, like Greco Roman style wrestling. Like don't yes. sleep on But they was wrestling. I'm not gonna lie. Then the chairs, when they brought out the chairs, I'm not gonna lie, some chair shots 
had me like, oh. Walls Mahoney was known for giving out concussions. He was one of the hard. And, his nickname was the hardcore chair swinging freak. Like, but he he took harder chair shots though. He took harder chair shots though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the Chinese the Chinese guy's name. Oh, uh, Masato Tanaka. Yeah, Tanaka. He gave him three hard ass chair shots to the head, bro. And he and he still didn't kick out. So like, yeah. I mean, he still kicked out. So for me, like, I was like, and then I kept looking at the chair. I kept rewinding it to look at the chair. I just wanted to see how bent the chair was. Like, it was like that this. Was up. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is crazy. It's no way, no way possible. Yeah. You know, Paul Heyman always says, like, if he knew now about concussions, like, what if he knew then what he knows now about concussions, like, none of this shit would have fly. Like, he said that he yeah. even goes back. Like, he's the one who would always encourage, like, all right, like, how much hardcore can we get? Like, last week we did chairs. This week we're doing flaming chairs. You know what I mean? Shit like that. So it's like, he, he said, if I knew then what I know now, like, I wouldn't rightfully say, all right, go out there and take a chair shot to the head. Because yeah. some of these shits is crazy. And you see a lot of these wrestlers, like, a lot of these ECW wrestlers today, like, you know, either they are no longer with us, like Balls Mahoney, all these guys died so young. But a lot of them look so fucked up because of the matches that they had in ECW. And they're still young. They're in their 50s and 60s. And they look like they're in like their 80s just because of the type of shit that they went through. You know what I mean? So, for sure. It's fun to watch when you're watching it. But it's like, damn, just to know that they were really fucking each other up. Yeah, that's what I said, yo. Just to know they were really fucking each other up was crazy for me. Was crazy. Now, then we go into an absolutely insane segment that like is pure wild, wild west shit. This is why ECW was known as like the craziest fucking company because we get the Dudley boys, the whole Dudley clan, Joel Gertner, Sign Guy Dudley, Bubba Ray, Devon, Big Dick Dudley. Big Dick. Big Dick Dudley, <laughs> whose finishing move, by the way, is total penetration. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yo, and Joey Styles on commentary, he he loved Big Dick in this ring because every single time Big Dick did something in any match he has, he would always have the, oh, Big Dick unloads, double penetration. Yo. Like, my man was going wild with that name. He was going crazy. Not going wild. Yeah, man. So they come out here and they have a eulogy for Beulah McGillicuddy, who they broke her neck a couple weeks ago. We talked about it here. It was a crazy-ass thing. They legit broke her neck with the 3D. Um, they want to do a 10-bell salute for the career of Bula McGillicuddy, but the ECW <laughs> personnel is like, no, nah, we ain't doing that shit. That's fucked up. You know what I mean? Out comes Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman with a bunch of weapons. Two-by-four barbed wire, ladder, kendo stick. We have a three-on-two matchup, which leads to an all-out brawl. And then fucking randomly, the Japanese legend, the guy who fucking started this shit in FMW, FMW being what Paul Heyman saw and wanted to bring to the States and create ECW, Asushi Onida is here. And this was just fucking random as fuck because he was on no one's side. He starts hitting the Dudleys. Then yep. he starts hitting the Sandman. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is he even doing here? But then he walks off. We have New Jack come out. Like, shit was wild, bro. Like, what do you think about this whole segment? Because, like, there's too much to even talk about. You had so many run-ins. You had Spike Dudley. Front. You had New when, Jack. Um, when, it, when, when, when the Chinese guy came out, my favorite part was when the commentators both said it at the same exact time. They was like, oh, my God, it's Janita. And they, at the same exact time, I was like, well, these motherfuckers is on it. Like, they were on it. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, It was a lot of confusion, a lot of shit going on. I didn't even know if it was a match going on at one time. I was like, is it a match? I, I didn't think it was a match until I saw a pinfall. 
Like, <clears throat> I had no idea. I was like, I didn't hear a match start. How did, I was like, yo, I no matter of fact, I did see the match start. And then uh it was supposed it was to be three out of three. And Unita was yeah. supposed to be the mystery. Yeah, Man, you know what was killing me? What killed me was like Sandman would get hit and then drink the beer. That's the same man for like, me. I was, I was like, yo, he came down smoking a cigarette, right? He got in the ring. He held this cigarette. He got put down. He held the cigarette until, until he got suplexed. I fucking rewinded it. I was like, hold on. I got to see when he drops this cigarette. He didn't drop the cigarette literally until he got suplexed on the ladder. And then he cuffed the cigarette like this or some dumb shit. Yeah. I was like, yo, that was crazy. Nah, yeah, that's the same here for you. But I think that it's I didn't even, also, for, for me, I didn't understand why New Jack came out. I was like, well, what does he have to do anything? Oh, because with? New Jack has he was jumped by the Dudleys a couple weeks ago. So if Onita's not gonna help Tommy Dreamer and the same man, New Jack will help because okay. he has beef with the Dudleys as well. But then he has he also has beef with Jack Victory, who's loosely associated with the Dudleys too, and keeps on taking out New Jack from behind every time New Jack comes out. But okay, okay. This was awesome for me to see uh, Onita because Onita's a Japanese legend, bro. Especially like right now in Japan, you have all the stories of FMW. FMW was the first company ever to do some of the shit that you see in ECW. The fucking mm. barbed wire matches, the explosions, the fucking just blood all over the place. Onita started that shit in Japan. So, Are they the ones that um that uh you know Mick Foley and and um yeah and Terry Funk and all that? So yeah, yeah. That okay. was all that was all Onita. Um, so Japanese legend, bro. And then on top of that, like I said, it was Paul Heyman who was trying to figure out something new to do, bring something new to how powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber. From Cox, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. 
Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Professional wrestling in the United States. And he saw FMW in Japan and brought that idea to the States with ECW. So it's it's awesome to see Onita here to be a part of ECW, being that he's like the fucking sole reason why ECW even exists. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I go from my son came in like, he ain't give a fuck about nobody. He was, was like, yeah, you go fucking, uh, look, look. He said, yeah, you go hold him. Bow, he hit him. He said, like, yeah, you go hold him too. Bow, he hit him. And he was like, ah, you cool. Bow, he hit him. He ain't give a fuck about nobody. <laughs> Yo, it's funny because the story goes like in, in Japan, like he had... John Moxley today he patterns himself off of Onita, the leather jacket, mm. the what's called the jeans and all that. That's how Onita used to wrestle in Japan. He would come out with the leather jacket, he'd come out with the jeans, and his theme song was Wild Thing, right? Oh wow, yeah. But what was funny was people didn't recognize Onita when he was in ECW at this point because my man comes out with the Komodo, he has the fucking sandals on and shit. And people wanted to see Onita with the leather jacket and the, the fucking badass. Yeah. So people were like kind of pissed off that Onita came out looking like he didn't give a fuck. And this is why this partnership with FMW didn't last too long because Onita really didn't give a fuck. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because it, supposedly it was supposed to lead to ECW going to Japan and then it was going to be Sandman versus Onita in an exploding barbed wire match or whatever. Right. But it never happened because Onita clearly showed, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll just come show up however I want to show up. He wasn't even supposed to hit the Dudleys. It was supposed to be, I'm here, like, one of those, like, double turns. Like, I'm here, I'm going to stand with Tommy Dreamer and Sandman and then turn around and hit Sandman. He's in there wailing on the Dudleys and he's wailing on them. And Paul Heyman, the story goes backstage. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's not what we were planning. So, Onita kind of fucked shit up here. But (laughs) I don't mind. I thought it was a cool-ass moment. Yeah, it was a cool moment for me. I ain't gonna lie. I was I was a little confused, but I was like, yo, fuck it. It is what it is now. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then the main event, we had a great matchup, ECW tag title matchup, Lance Storm and Chris Candido versus Rob Van Dam and Sabu. And it's official. Chris Candido and Lance Storm have been champions for almost a year now, but they lost the titles here to Van Dam and Sabu. I love that finisher move where they do the double leg drop onto the table from the top row. I'll be honest That's with best you. Remember I told you it was two people it's something wrong with? Something wrong Sabu with goddamn Sabu. Something wrong <laughs> with that nigga, man. Listen, man. Sabu, you are not the television champ, bro. You <laughs> not the television champion, bro. Yep. What's wrong with him? Yeah, because the story, what happened is it was supposed Bam Bam was television champion. Sabu sent Rob Van Dam to soften Bam Bam up. So when Sabu faced Bam Bam Bigelow, he was going to win that title. It just so happened that Van Dam did more than soften Bam Bam up. He actually beat Bam Bam. So he's like, hey, I was supposed to get that title, not you. So there's still a little feud between Van Dam and Sabu, even though they're partners, because Sabu wants that TV title. But yeah, like you said, he was not letting go of that title. He's like, no, he wouldn't let it go. He even wanted to hold it. First of all, he held that title before Raw Van Dam even got the title. Like, as soon as they was giving out the title. That's another thing I didn't like. I didn't like the way they held their titles. Mm. I felt like they didn't hold them for people to see. Yeah. Like, the way they held them was like, you know, the way they walked to the ring with them and stuff. Like, I didn't like, 
It just kind of oh, like, really oh, showcasing oh. the title. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really showcase, you know what I'm saying? Then when they held him, they held him like this. Like the referee was holding it or something. I was like, ah, right, come on, bro. A little swag to it or something. You know what I mean? He wasn't the most professional company. Yeah. And then the guy with the whistle. Bill Alfonso. Fonzie, that's the man. Yo, you know how many times I used to get in trouble? My son, I'm not going to lie. If he was at an indie fucking wrestling match, bro, that shit would be so turned up, bro. That nigga was whistling. That nigga was on top of the rope. I mean, it was hype. He was a different animal, man. (laughs) Bro, he was so hype, bro. And then Sabu's another type of animal, bro. Because Rob Van Dam was clearly going for the pen. Oh, yeah. And this nigga Sabu jumps and grabs the pen over him. I said, yo, this nigga's a beast. I'm not going to lie. He's a wild man. You would have Look, we, you would have had to kick out, nigga. <laughs> if I was Rob Van Dam, I'd have hit Sabu. Oh, this, that's not going down. This pen is not going down. You sold me going for that pen, bro. Like you for me. Is that something wrong with that boy Shabu, man? I love the dynamic though. I love the dynamic because you got Rob Van Dam who's cool, calm, collected, like, hey, I'm the man and all that. And then Sabu is just like, he's a fucking wild man. No one can control the guy. He's doing whatever the fuck he wants. And then you got Bill Alfonso on the outside. Yeah, it's just a great package. Like the, the three of them together, it's like three different personalities, but they just somehow worked. You know what I mean? Yeah, yo, Raw Van Dam for him to have the 420 on him already back then was fire too. Yeah, nah, he was a big advocate for that. Raw Van Dam was on the cover of High Times magazine in ECW, and that's what like got ECW a lot of press. And then when uh he came over to WWE, that was like frowned upon. So they weren't like, but Raw Van Dam, his whole gimmick is like what you see Matt Riddle now in ECW. Used to have shirts RVD 420 on the back. It would say I just smoked your ass. That's what Matt Riddle says now is literally taken directly from Rob Van Dam. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, for sure, yeah, he was a trendsetter with shit like that. But, yeah, we got new champions, and that's how we ended the first episode. I thought it was a good episode. It had a little bit of everything. Good wrestling, a lot of hardcore shit, just wild shit with the Dudley boys and Onita and all that. And then we had a title change at the end. So, I thought it was a really well-rounded show. What did you think? I thought it was a dope episode. Uh, I think they needed to do a little bit about the filler. Yeah. You know, it's they a had a lot, episode, of, uh, a lot of filler, a lot of promos. There's a lot of filler. I think they had a lot of talking that it was unnecessary. You know, say, give the people what they want. What's up, my guy? Uh, it, it was like un- kind of unnecessary promos in the background or whatever, like with uh Shane. I think a couple, couple of those things was unnecessary. But I understand the storyline and the dynamics yeah. behind the storyline they was trying to feed. So I wasn't mad at it, man. I thought it was I, – I, honestly, I give it an A+, plus, man. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, For I me, it was a lot of fun. I give it an A plus, um, especially because um, Balls Mahoney and uh, other kid match. That was a fire match, man, to watch. So, yeah, most definitely. definitely. All right, we got one last episode here. We got last thing we talk about: ECW Hardcore TV, July eleventh, nineteen ninety eight. Which, by the way, I didn't even realize that the last one was July fourth, and there was like no mention of like Independence Day or anything on that show. Yeah, yeah, but- <laughs> showing up then. But all right, so next episode, we in New York City, Queens, New York, the Elks Lodge. The Madhouse of Extreme, whatever you want to call it. But the first, first and foremost, we got a, a promo by Rob Van Dam and Bill Alfonso. And it was like so fucking incoherent that I could barely understand what Bill Alfonso's saying. He's like, oh daddy, yeah, daddy. Yeah. It's like no idea what he's saying. <laughs> Rob Van Dam is just over here holding both tag titles and the TV title. 
say, oh, how do I look? Oh, I deserve a bigger push and shit like that. Which I also like because back in the day, ECW didn't care about like wrestling terms being used on their show. Like they would say it all the time. Like, oh, you try to swerve me or I deserve a push or like Paul Lee, book me better. Like they would say shit like that all the time on the show. But yeah, I mean, Sabu wasn't here, but Robbie and Dan was basking in the glory with both tag titles. What did you think of this? That was cool for me. I was glad not to see Sabu, honestly. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's finally holding the titles. Sabu's a wild and man, you bro. know what? Like, like the whole time I'm thinking like Sabu's gonna come out. I was like Sabu's I'm thinking coming that too, out. Yeah. Like the whole time I watched it, I was like Sabu's gonna come out and he's gonna go like that's my title. I was like I know this is gonna happen. This is Sabu never talked in, in ECW. Sabu never even said a word. That was his mystique. He doesn't talk. He's just a wild man. Like wow. he promo. He just every time he would like he would grunt and shit like. Sabu just like, and shit like that, and just fucking jump off crazy shit. There was even a time when Sabu first started in ECW, if he lost a matchup, he would punish himself by putting a table into the ring and going up to the top rope and just moonsaulting onto the table with nobody on there. Like, he would punish himself for losing. Like, it's a fucking weird... I don't know. I love Sabu, I I told you there was something wrong with that, boy. There's definitely something wrong with Sabu, for sure. Something wrong with Sabu, man. So, we in Queens... Joey Styles comes out. He he once again introduces Shane Douglas as his uh, new commentary partner. Shane Douglas can't help himself, though. Calls out Taz again. This leads to Taz coming out and saying that he's the real world champion, blah, blah, blah. Lance Storm gets on the mic, and he says that Taz is not the real world champion. Taz slaps him, and then we got an impromptu match between Taz and Lance Storm. And this was a really short matchup, but... Really good. Like, I felt like it was a good little sprint, you know what I mean, with the Taz plexes yeah. and Landstorm has just always been so good. But what did you think about this, like, little opener matchup? Uh, it was dope for me to see all them Taz plexes. But I was like, I didn't realize how hard uh, he really slammed people on his head. I didn't realize Taz. that. But, yo, to see Landstorm, because I remember Landstorm in WWE, so, or is it WCW? It's one of them. Using both, yeah. Okay, I remember Lance Storm, though, so to see him wrestling there, I was like, oh, that's all right, this is dope. But, yo, Taz is not the champ. Taz is not the champ. He's, <laughs> he's not the champ. I don't know why we feeding into this. The, he's mean, not the champ. The, all the whole time, I could just, in my head, I'm like, why? He's not the champ, though. Like, all right, so let me ask you a question, right? If Taz is not the champ because he's the FTW champion now, all right, if you want to fast forward to modern day with Hook holding the FTW title, is he not a that champion? Mean Hook is the ch- that means Hook is the champ, right? That means Hook, Hook is, is the, the world AEW, AEW world champion. That's, that's, that's what that what means. The, that's basically no. what the FTW title is, right? No, that, type, that title is not a title. Nah, yeah, it's, it's never been recognized by any company, but... It's yeah, not. I mean, I mean, AEW recognizes, I guess. And it's weird because that's not the spirit of the title. The title was supposed to be like a renegade title that no one like ever really recognized. And that's what Taz is fighting for. Like, no, I'm the real world champion because I'm the FTW champion. So like, like I didn't respect like, the title. It's like, for uh, me, I didn't, res- I, I never respected the title because he never lost it. If it's a world Ooh, title, you lose it. You lose a world title. Taz lost it in ECW. He lost it to Sabu. Oh, okay. I'm about to say. Sabu was the second FTW champion. Taz said, fuck it. If you're not going to defend your title, I'll defend my title. And then he lost it to Sabu. Oh, that was smart. Yeah. It's funny because Taz has his name imprinted on the title. Like, it says Taz on the title. So Sabu took a, like, white tape and just wrote Sabu over Taz's name on the title. So he started (laughs) walking around with a title that had tape and just said Sabu. 
That's fire. Yeah, Fuck man. You me. All right, yeah, so, but Taz is not the champ. Taz, you're not the champ. You never was the champ. Has to be champ. Never. No, 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 you're not the champ. Okay, that, I don't recognize that title. I'm sorry. Next up on the show, we got Masato Tanaka coming back here in ECW after a great match with Balls Mahoney last week. And he's going against Mike Awesome, who is one of my favorite ECW wrestlers of all time. In my opinion, one of the best ECW world champions of all time. He gets that title in like two years or so. And this matchup was a fucking banger. These guys have an amazing, amazing feud, not only in ECW, but in FMW in Japan. Because, you know, Masato Tanaka was, I believe, the Japanese champion for FMW. Yeah. You Long had, is raining. Yeah, and Mike Awesome took the title from him. So they've been having a feud in Japan, and they brought it to the States for the first time, and this matchup was a banger. Son was it like the unified tight champion, brass knuckle champion or something also? Yeah, some shit like that they said, yeah. Yeah, so I ain't gonna so I'm putting that work. The only um, problem I had was Mike Awesome fucking... From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme. Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Expressing your love can look many different ways. And with the right jewelry gift from Blue Nile, it can truly sparkle. Blue Nile's collection of classic diamond jewelry makes for the kind of gift that speaks volumes without saying a single word. Or switch things up with a sapphire piece sure to spark conversation. Either way, Blue Nile's diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Express yourself with Blue Nile, the original online jeweler, at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Suicide dive, man. Like, stop it. Stop. My man was reckless with those dives, and he was reckless with those fucking power bombs. He would throw those yeah, power no, bombs. No, he was just awesome, you. Yeah, yo. The, I think it was like a, a – it was supposed – it looked like it was supposed to be a buckle bomb, but he just didn't make it there or something. Yeah, that was a nasty landing. Ah. Well, there was a couple of them, and then um, when he oh no, the nastiest one is when he when he power bombed him outside the ring onto the table, and he yeah. slid under the the, under the, the guard the ring yeah. the guardrail. I was like, yo, I could only imagine. I was like, yo, he's so lucky his face didn't hit that guardrail at that speed. Like, wow, I, I could imagine and not even that. As much as I like Mike Awesome. <laughs> A lot of people had the same complaints about him. Like he was just tossing people, like reckless intent. Didn't care how you landed. I'm just going to fucking toss you, and however you land is however you land. And you know, in wrestling, like you want to take care of your opponent, make sure you're not really hurting them. So that's the only thing. But there's been some nasty moments. I remember a matchup with Mike Awesome and Spike Dudley, where he dropped Spike on his head like four times in a row, and Spike was not moving, and he like would pick him up like this and bring him back up, and then the referee was like, "Stop! Like stop the match! Like legit, cut the match! Like you're fucking killing this guy." 
So, like, Mike Awesome was a little bit reckless with those power bombs, man. And yeah, kind of what the mystique was. <laughs> like, I, I was thought it was a great match. Um, it was a great, great match, like I said. But my, my biggest problem was those were my two biggest problems. I just felt like it was fucking dangerous. But you know what? This was ECW, so who am I to say what dangerous is and what it was supposed to be back then? Because this is what it's supposed to be back then. Yeah. So for me, looking at it now and, and seeing what it was supposed to be back then, I'm like, oh, that shit was really dangerous, bro. Yeah. Like, that, really, that really dangerous. Eating it. That crowd <clears throat> loved that shit. <laughs> Speaking of the crowd, there was a fucking dude. He had a fucking Golden State Warriors Number 15, Latrell Sprewell jersey. Oh, man, taking it back. And I said, yo, Latrell Sprewell. I remember Latrell Sprewell playing with the fucking Warriors. He's ball-headed. Yeah. That was way before the Knicks. I was like, yo, this is vintage shit. That was before choking out the coach, right? Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> right around that time. Right yeah. around that time. But um, I was like, yo, to see that, I was like, oh, this shit is vintage. That Yeah, the ECW crowd, like, Fucking wild, especially in New York. I feel like the New York crowd was a lot more wild than the Philly crowd. And I know Dom. Oh, no. Nah, I, I, think, I think the Philly crowd was wilder for me. Really? I mean, yeah. bro, Francine is out and the crowd's chanting, show your tits. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, I don't know. Like, they, they both were like 1A, 1B because the New York it was like, crowd uh, was just. What, insane, what was man. it? It was, it was chanting something to old boy, eat a dick. In the beginning, like, the, the, the fucking ring announcer, they were telling a nigga to eat a dick or something, some wild shit. Like, and, and then as soon as uh, there was a point where Mike Awesome picks Masato Tanaka up, Tanaka like slides down. You fucked up. Like, you fucked you up. Fucked up. <laughs> you got Shane Douglas trying to cover it up on commentary. He's like, oh, well, yeah. I'm sure they're slippery from all the sweat. He squiggled, he squiggled up out of there. I was like, nah, I had to rewind <laughs> nah, it to make sure. I had to rewind twice to make sure it was what it was. I was like, nah, he slipped. Yeah. For sure. Next up, we got Spike Dudley versus Ulf Herman with uh, Lance Wright and the Equalizer. Best match of the call. Mad short. <laughs> Best match of the call. Spike Dudley's the fucking man at this time, man. Like People, people sleep on Spike. Spike Dudley was the ultimate underdog at this time. He reminds me of Orange Cassidy and like uh, Darby Allen mixed. That's a great fucking Like, analogy. if you mix both those characters, you would get, like, Spike Dudley somehow. Like, I don't know. But, like, the fucking match was dope as shit. It was short as fuck, but it was the best match on the card to me. At I this was time, like, he was going by the, the giant killer because they kept on putting him against bigger guys and kept on winning, so. Yo, he washed old boy so quick. And then the second, the fire thing was when he washed the first nigga, the second dude came in. Boom, he hit him before he could even do anything. And then the third dude came in, he hit him, he washed them all up. I was like, yo, that's the best match. I actually watched that joint twice. I it was like so him. short. And then he yeah. stepped all of, over all of them when he left out. I was like, yo, that was fine. That was fine. That's, really that's how you put a little guy over. No, for most definitely. And that's what ECW was known for. Like, they were able, like, no matter what size you were, what your abilities were, they found a way to get you over. That's what ECW was all about. Like, they will hide your negatives and really accentuate your positives. So if you're just a promo guy and you really can't go in the ring, you're just going to be cutting promos. If you are a guy who's just a pure wrestler and not good with promos, don't have much character, all right, well, you know, we'll put, we'll give you a manager who's going to have a lot of character. Like, 
for example, Sabu, the reason why he never cut promos is because he said in the interview, like later on in life, he said, I was never confident being on the mic. He said, I, I would have a stutter and I would just never felt confident talking. So instead of like, oh, you know, we're going to give him the promo and make a fool out of him. Like, fuck it. We're going to make him a madman who never talks. We never know his motives because he never talks. Like, you build into that. So I, I like that about ECW. Like, they really went with people's positives and hide their negatives. Nah, it was fire to me. I'm not going to lie. Then main event time. We got the Dudley boys who come out and they just fucking with the fans. You know what I mean? You got fat-ass Bubba Ray Dudley calling people fat in the crowd, which was hilarious. You have, uh, they, they psych the fans out, pretend like they're bringing out Terry Funk, which Terry That's Funk at the time was... Dying. Yeah, at the time, he's on Raw. He's already in WWE at the time, uh, teaming up with uh, Cactus Jack as Chainsaw Charlie. So there's no way he was going to be here at this moment. That and, should have uh, me dying. Yeah. Because my dumb, look, my dumb ass is watching. I'm like, he really coming out? <laughs> I was thinking he's that like, too. No, you, he's like, no, you dumb fucks. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Yo, and that's what the Dullies did at this time. They just fucking went out there to antagonize the crowd every single week. They were the top heels. Like, they were able to get raw motion. I'll show you shit in ECW where the Dudleys will go too far on the mic and then fucking people are jumping the guardrail to fight them in the ring for real. Like, there's been many moments like that. Wow, and there was no those. limits, bro. No limits. I, I will show you shit where you had one time Bubba Ray Dudley goes to the crowd and he's just, like, talking shit to the crowd. And there's a mother and a daughter, right? And they're not plants. Like, they were just, like, regular, like, paid people. And Bubba Ray says, oh, are you going to teach your daughter how to suck dick? And, like, she gets up, she slaps him, security jumps in, and he just fucking goes out there to just fuck with the crowd. Like, he was the biggest heel in ECW. There was so much like that. Like, bro, I'm a, I think I actually have that promo. Like, I saw it on YouTube recently. I'm going to send this shit to you because Bubba Ray... Yo, that's crazy, yo. Yeah, I can't even... Yo, that insane. shit is crazy right there. Yeah, man. Bubba Ray, he said it was his goal to incite a riot every time he was out there. If he got a riot, he knows he did his job. That's how much heat that they were trying to get as heels. Insane. Oh, dangerous, man. It was dangerous. Yeah. It was dangerous. But I do understand it. I can't be mad at him, man. Like, this whole shit was fucking heat. This whole didn't he didn't he grab the uh then um Devon grabbed the ring and thing and started hitting the bell yeah and then and, and then the dude with the uh crutches with the RIP Bueller oh yeah sign guy Dudley who by the way just got signed to help uh write Impact Wrestling so shout out to him Disney Plus Hulu and ESPN Plus <laughs> this fall the Disney Bundle has all the action. Oh! Watch live NFL and college football games on ESPN Plus. On Disney Plus, there's Loki Season 2. And Ahsoka. Buckle up. And on Hulu, you can watch The Boogeyman and Welcome to Rexa. Oh my God, the expectation. All of these and more streaming this fall with a Disney bundle. Blackouts and restrictions apply. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Columbia Sportswear. It's snowing. Again, and that wind chill is killer, but you're not worried about that because you shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection. It's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. 
Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com slash Infinity. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Scott. Oh wow! I his name. Yeah, Lewis, uh, something. I forgot his name, but yeah, at the time he was sign guy Dudley. Yeah, but that whole, this whole thing was wild, man. This whole shit was wild as fuck. It was even wilder when, when, when uh New Jack came out, right? Mm-hmm. He came out, he threw his shit in the ring, he started fighting, blah blah blah. Like he wouldn't sell shit. <laughs> like he wouldn't really. Like he wasn't really selling shits until like he started fighting Bubba, and then finally he started like really selling it. And I was like, "Yo, this yeah. this shit is wild." My son pulls out the fork out his pocket though, my nigga. Like, why you got a fork? A fork, bro. In your pocket. New Jack pulled out a lot worse than the fork. Trust me, there was bro, a fucking I've incident. Seen, you 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 seen, seen the seen dark side of the ring? Oh, I've seen New Jack. You saw when he pulled I've out the seen, surgical scapula yeah. and starts carving the guy's fucking face up. New Jack was a different I've animal, bro. I've seen that, man. I like, love how they had the theme song playing throughout the match, too. Like, yo, that, that was a New Jack thing, the, whole, they, the theme song never stops. Like, they yeah. had straight copyrights for that. That was their song. They didn't give a fuck who, who, who rapped to that beat. Oh, no. Nah, that, that's actually a dub over from WWE. Because the okay. actual song was uh, Natural Born Killers by Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. So they would have that playing throughout the whole like song uh, throughout the whole match because New Jack said he wanted his matches to look like fight scenes in movies. So have the music played throughout the whole shit. But what sucks is everybody in ECW had like real music, that music that you hear on the radio. But because yeah. it's on Peacock, WWE dubbed over everything. So you got oh, well, like, that wow. song was just like a generic rap song that they gave to him because they couldn't get Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. You know what I mean? Oh wow! I never knew that. Okay, yeah. okay. I I can't even tell you who won this match, bro. Oh, uh, I don't, it was probably thrown out, right? Because you had you had John Cronus and New Jack come out. It was like yeah. a fucking hardcore war, and then out comes Tommy Dreamer, Spike. They come out. They start uh, fighting the Dudleys, and it's absolute chaos. And, no, not even that. Remember in the back, uh, Taz oh, yeah. starts fighting. Taz is uh, fighting uh, Shane Douglas. Yeah, chaos. yo, the whole time. If you was listening and you can hear our commentary, old time you you hear Francine, stop. Oh, fuck him up. Beat his ass. I'm like, yo, what's going yeah. on? This is wild. It is wild. He was fighting, wild in, fighting in the front, fighting in the back. I was like, yo, this shit is just wild right now, yo. <laughs> and what's Not funny about wild. that is there was no, you know, they shoot it like they're doing commentary at the show, but the commentary was actually done after the show, like at Paul Heyman's basement. Right. Oh all wow. Basement is where they shot those scenes with <laughs> Shane Douglas and all them. So you basically had Taz fighting Shane Douglas and Paul Heyman's basement, and they shot it like it was at the venue. Oh, they did a great job. They had me. They got me. I, I thought they was at the venue. But yeah, this is just absolute chaos on all fronts to end this show. What did you think about Definitely, this show? What, what was your grade for this episode? Um, I didn't have a gripe for this episode. I thought it was pretty dope. I think. I think, oh, no, I thought it was dope because it was more of a, uh, 
you know, like a catch-up episode, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you didn't see what happened, a preview episode, if you didn't see what happened last week episode, but they still had matches in it. I thought it was yeah. dope because NXT was doing that at one time in the beginning. So I always think the idea is dope. You know, catch us up if we haven't watched it. Um, yeah. Like I said, the match of the night was Bubble. I mean, um, Spike, uh, Spike Dudley. Dudley. Match of the night for me. I thought that was mad dope, mad surprising for me. Oh, yeah. That whole shit was exciting. Um, everything else is pretty dope, man. You know, Taz is not the champ at all. He's not. <laughs> he's not. And um, and and Sabu give up the gold, man. Give it up, bro. Just just give it it's up. Not yours. Those, yeah, it's not yours, man. Those two guys there, man. They made my night though, because I couldn't stop laughing at those two guys. Like I, like those two there specifically had me rolling. I was like, these two dudes here are just delusional. Pretty much. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Sabu and Taz are just in their own world. Yeah, just in their own world, man. It, it was hilarious, though, man. It was nah, a yeah, great, man. great watch. Great watch, man. You know what I'm saying? I give it an A-plus, man. Both both, both uh, episodes, A-plus, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, I man. mean, I hope, you know, this, this leads to you coming on watching more ECW with me because, like, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to spread the word that ECW was the real shit. You know what I mean? I grew yeah. up watching ECW. Like I, I used to watch uh, Raw and Nitro and all that. But then there'll be times my dad would like wake me up at like one o'clock in the morning on a school night, and be like, "Hey, you want to watch this wrestling with me?" And it'd be ECW on the MSG network. Wow, that's dope. Yeah, my my parents took me to ECW shows at like in like '99 and 2000, and I was only like five or six years old. And I remember just being like the only kid there. And then you got people chaining shit like show your tits. And my mom was just like, the fuck are they saying here? Because you, <laughs> you take me to house shows in WWE, like in the garden, and you ain't getting a chance like that. So it was like a different animal. So definitely, like, I just remember definitely like going to ECW as a kid. Like, bro, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I'm not going to lie. I wish, they, I wish they had like an, a new version of like whatever ECW it was yeah. back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen. Like, I wish they had an indie spot. They have a lot of indie spots that are dope, but they don't have anything, like, to the capacity of what ECW was. You know what I'm Most saying? Like, so I just I thought know, it was fire for me. I know people like to compare GCW to ECW because of the violence, but ECW is more than just violence. ECW had compelling stories, and they went, like, overboard with the male soap opera shit, where GCW, you just have death matches. And if you're just putting on violent matches then you can't really compare yeah. it to ECW because ECW was a lot more than just the violence. You know what I mean? But it's not even that. They It's the way ECW uh, introduced the people if you didn't know them. Yeah. But for the most part, you knew their, who their wrestlers were. Like, even if you didn't watch ECW, I knew who Taz was without without watching ECW. I knew who Sandman was and, and yeah. Tommy Drink without watching ECW. You know what I'm saying? The even w back then, as a, even as a kid, you knew who they was, even if you didn't watch ECW because your friends would tell you about it. Yeah, you know what you hear about so the like, buzz for ECW was that's the was thing. Crazy. Like at the at the time, ECW had such a big buzz that when people tuned in for the first time and saw how small it was, like they would be surprised because like the aura around ECW was so big, they expected something big like WCW and WWF. But yeah. it wasn't to have a small little like indie show like that and have the type of buzz that they had. That's special. That's facts. Cause I remember my friends like recording it on tapes and then bringing it over. Like, yo, we can watch this real quick. My grandmother yeah. wouldn't let me watch it. I'd be like, yo, we can watch it a little bit real quick, B. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd watch it a little bit and be like, all right, she coming. She, you know what I mean? She wouldn't yeah. let me watch it. But uh, for me, yo, it was fire, man. I watched as many episodes as I got to, man. 
Definitely, man. Inspired, man. Definitely. I appreciate you being on, man. So before we get out of here, let the people know where to find it, man. Most definitely. Yo, the Dirty DeLorean's got a lot more shit coming, so. Definitely, man. But let the people know where to find you and the Dirty Hills. Oh, man, you know where to find us. There it is. There it is, man. You know where to find us, man. It's uh, Dirty Hills podcast, man. Dirty Hills hashtag. Dirty Hills, Dirty Hills, Dirty Hills. Most definitely. (laughs) Everybody go subscribe to the Dirty Hills and hit the subscribe button here on the Circle Debate. We have the big episode 124 tonight at 11 o'clock Eastern. That should be dope. And yeah, we we know we got a lot of shit coming out on this channel. We we working hard. So new episodes of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. New episodes of Circle Debate every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So pretty much every day we got content coming up. Um, watch along on November fifth for Crown Jewel going to be on this channel. A lot of shit, bro. Like there's a lot of shit. So listen, listen, you working, working. Hit that subscribe button because we put it in work and we have content coming out every day. You know what I mean? So that's it. Most definitely. I love you guys. Kofi, once again, I appreciate you, homie. You already know what it is, man. We here. Most definitely. I uh everyone take care and catch us tonight at 11 o'clock. Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. This fall, the Disney Bundle has all the action. Holy smokes! Watch live NFL and college football games on ESPN Plus. On Disney Plus, there's Loki Season 2. And Ahsoka. Buckle up. And on Hulu, you can watch The Boogeyman and Welcome to Wrexham. Oh my god, the expectation. All of these and more streaming this fall with the Disney Bundle. Blackouts and restrictions apply. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take your business to the next level. Shopify is the commerce platform that makes it easy to show up and sell exactly the way you want to. No need to code or design. Sign up for your $1 per month trial period today. Visit shopify.com offer 23 to get started.